We're going to give attention to the Word, and the Word of God is going to bring change in all of our lives. How many are ready to be changed? I did. God has the power to change our lives. And it's not through wishful thinking. It's not even through positive thinking. But it's through concentration on the Word of God that brings that change. You know, something happened in the book of Genesis that was really kind of odd to us. When God spoke to Adam, because Adam had just been deceived by the enemy, God asked Adam, who told you this? Today we're going to talk to you about mind traps. We're going to talk to you about brain traps. We're going to talk to you about how the enemy tries to trap all of our lives by placing things in us to where we see things through odd ways. Where we're literally, we're blinded when we look at certain things or think about certain things. But see, that's just a trick of the devil. Because I believe God is still speaking into all of our hearts. I believe most of the time in our thinking, the way we deal with things, the way we face circumstances, I think God still is asking that question. The question is, who told you that? And so our prayer is this morning that God will help us to where we will be able to identify some of those traps of the enemy that the devil has literally lied to us and built his lies into truth in our life. Where the things that we believe many times, they shut out faith, they shut out hope, they shut out the opportunity to see things differently. In fact, mind traps of the enemy, they're so common that we think about people a lot of times in accordance with those traps. Our thinking about people, about relationships. Somebody says, I don't understand what's happening to my relationships. When most of the time, it's because the devil has built into us a trap that causes us only to see people through certain eyes. Or see our marriage through certain ways. Or look at our health condition through a certain direction. Or able to deal with the world in only a certain way. But God is in the business of changing. And God is in the business of changing us and changing our lives and changing the way we think and changing the way that we believe. Bringing us into, the Bible calls it, the very mind of Christ. I've got some help this morning to help us share this. We're doing tag team today. I love that. Because I've got two special people that's going to be tag teaming with us. One of them is Colton Adams and the other is Cheryl Palmer. And they're going to tag team with me. And they're going to help us to deal with this thing. I've watched God deal in each of their lives with things similar. I've watched them overcome things. So Colton's coming this morning with point number one. Give Colton a... How are y'all doing? I'm okay. It's a beautiful day we're having. And so I like to start off with something funny. And I heard about this 84-year-old woman. She'd gotten out of shape, and she knew she needed to start exercising. So she decided to join aerobics class for seniors. And the first day, she bent, twisted, girded back and forth, jumped back and forth, perspired for over an hour. But she said by the time she got her leotards on, the class was over. I want to talk to you for the next couple of minutes about the traps of listening to the enemy's voice. If you have a Bible, turn with me to 2 Corinthians 10.5 which says we break down every thought and proud thing that puts itself up against the wisdom of God. We take hold of every thought and make it obey Christ. 
The devil will try and put thoughts in your head that can be, these can be fearful thoughts, immoral thoughts, worry thoughts, angry thoughts, unloving thoughts, insecure thoughts, and the list goes on and on. But I'm here to tell you we have a choice and we don't have to listen to those thoughts. James 4, 7 says, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Everybody is tempted with these thoughts and unfortunately most people give in to these thoughts and these thoughts are sent to sabotage the victories of believing the truth and i did face that back when my dad died because i mean he was stressed out but you know those thoughts came in and it was like well did he commit suicide or did he not because they said it was a heart attack and he would have known about that stuff or it's that like is it my fault that he's gone because i mean i know i'm called to minister but i wanted to help people i wanted to be a police officer and he told me that he was going to help me out so i'm just like is it my fault that he's gone but that was just a lie from the enemy and that's basically the devil telling you that he's coming to sabotage the victories of believing the truth he's telling you you'll never accomplish your dream you'll have this you have no hope you'll never be free from sin you'll never overcome this addiction but we have this hope and his name is jesus john eight thirty six says therefore if the son makes you free you shall be free indeed and you're going to accomplish your dreams you'll be free from sin and you'll overcome that addiction maybe you have fearful thoughts you could tell those fearful thoughts, Second Timothy one seven, which says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. If you have any immoral thoughts, tell those thoughts first Corinthians two sixteen, which says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Worrisome thoughts, you can tell them Philippians four, six through seven, which says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything be by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. When those angry thoughts creep in, tell them Ephesians four twenty-six through twenty-seven, which says, "Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil." When you have those thoughts of feeling unloved, tell those thoughts Romans five eight through nine, which says, "But God demonstrates His own love towards us." And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. We, and we all have insecure secure thoughts. And you can tell those Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, which says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the water, which sends out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will it cease from yielding fruit. So we have the choice to believe those thoughts that the devil's putting into your head, saying, oh, I'll never be good enough. No one can love me. Oh, I'm, I just, I don't know what to do. I'm worthless. But God, throughout the whole Bible, he is telling you, you're loved. You're, you have value. I have a purpose for you. You're great. Because in, in Genesis, back when he, he made heaven, earth, all that, he said, oh, this is good, this is good, this is good. But when he got to, he made Adam, he said, this is very good. So that shows you that you're important to him. So thank you. Wow, that was a, that was a powerful word. And it's so, but that's the basic discipleship that we can, every one of us live. The Bible says that my life is transformed, changed by changing the way I think. 
If I can learn not to think the devil's thoughts and replace them with God's thoughts, my whole life can become different. So where is where is my life not working? I, you know, God wants me to look and, and do uh, do introspective work inside me to just see where my life is not working. And then where my life is not working, there's a lie of the devil that's behind that. So I'm going to talk to you just a very quick few minutes on what do you do when you discover there's things that you believe that's not right, there's things that you think that's not right, there's thoughts that you have toward people that you know that you're convicted about that's not right, you know that there's, there's thinking about your own future that's just not right. In fact, your thoughts many times, our thoughts many times, is cutting off our faith where God tells me that I can do all things through Christ who is my strength, where God tells me that His power is the very source of my life. I, if I begin to believe other things, then what happens, my faith is shut down. And the thing about faith is, it takes faith to please God, but not only does it take faith to please God, it takes faith for me to be able to obey God. If I'm going to live through my circumstance with the way in the way that God wants me to, it's going to take great faith. So the Bible tells me what to do. It says, number one, I can be transformed. My life can be changed. I can become a different person. I can have a new kind of life. I can have a different marriage. I can have even different perspective over my health by just changing the way I think. If I can pull down stinking thinking, and if I can begin to elevate what God's Word says about me, do you know there's 119 powerful truths in Scripture that God thinks about you? Now, a lot of times, we think exactly the opposite about ourselves. How many times you have you said to yourself, I can't do that. I just can't accomplish that. And we begin to have such low-rated thoughts of ourselves. When God tells us 119 different descriptions of wonderfulness of our life and what God thinks about us. But so the Lord tells me what to do. It says, resist the devil. I must come to a place where I'm going to begin to not only recognize the thoughts of the enemy, but I'm going to have to resist them. Now, the Bible tells me that I'm to cast down these thoughts. I'm to... Uh, literally, the word cast down means pull down. I've got to pull down some thinking in my life that's contrary to what God is saying. I've got to be willing to enter into spiritual warfare inside my life to do combat with some of the thinking that's been so influenced by darkness. So I enter into a spiritual combat. I must be willing... To resist the devil. Well, before the Bible tells me to resist the devil, the Bible tells me to submit to God. I've got to submit. What that means? I must recognize God is right. What God's telling me about my life, what God's telling me about me, what God is telling me about my situation I'm facing, what God's telling me about a battle that I'm dealing with, I must come to the place where I will recognize that God is right. And so I submit to that. I submit, God, you're right. You know more about me than I know myself. You know more about my situation than I know myself. You know more about my health than I know. You know more about my future than I know. So I come to a place to submit to God. And if I would begin to say, God, you know what? You're right. The Bible says that about me. Or the Bible says that about my circumstance. You know, God, you're right. 
all of a sudden there becomes a supernatural inner strength in us to begin to resist the devil. See, some of you have been run over by the devil. Man, he's run over you just like a steamroller. He's rolled over your life, over your relationships, over your circumstances, over your situations. You've just been run over by the devil. When all the time the Bible says, if you will recognize that I'm right, and then if you will begin to resist what the devil is saying to you. Now, resistance means war. It means a battle. It means a fight. And that means that although I may have grown tired with my circumstance, I've got to be willing to enter back into that battle. I've got to take them one thought at a time and say, that's not right. Do you know how to recognize wrong, thought, wrong thoughts? You recognize wrong thoughts by wrong feelings. That means when you begin to feel discouraged, despondent. And you know what, do you know what de- uh, depression is? Depression is simply hopeless thoughts. Sad, hopeless thoughts. When I begin to be depressed, when I begin to be discouraged, what that means, I'm thinking in line with the devil. I'm thinking sad, hopeless thoughts. I'm telling you, God didn't come to create truth to give us sad, hopeless thoughts. God came to give us thoughts and power and grace to be able to see our situations change and to be able to see our lives change. So the Bible says, resist the devil. So God calls each one of us to begin to do warfare in our own minds. To do warfare, to fight back the thoughts of the enemy. God gave Cheryl Palmer just a few days ago a a secret, I believe, in life. And it's a way that each one of us can change. And I'm asked Cheryl, if she would, to come and share with you the power that God has given to us that we can change the way we think. Yes, I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I want to thank God and I want to thank Pastor. Um, you know, for giving me this platform because Matthew ten twenty seven tells us, you know, God, Jesus said what I tell you in the dark, you know, speak it publicly in the day, you know, and he tells us what I whisper in your ear. I want you to shout it from the rooftops. So I'm so thankful to pastor and God for giving me this rooftop. Um, I just want to um, tell you guys about a dream that I had. And in that dream, um, the Lord showed me a funnel cloud. And I was watching that funnel cloud. And as it was spinning, I saw moments from my life going around. And it was like my house. I could see my house. And I saw this little red sports car that I had when I was younger that I just loved. And I saw faces and I saw people in my life and people from my past. And as my eye came down towards the end of the funnel cloud, the cloud went away and it was just me and a pastor at an altar. And it was the moment in my life that I gave my heart to the Lord. So, and you know, and he's just let me think about that because like, like pastor said, you know, um, Adam and Eve, they believed the lie of the enemy. You know, and so in my life, I have believed lies of the enemy through these years that have created strongholds in my life. And I fought battles that I wasn't supposed to fight. And I've carried burdens that he never meant for me to carry. And I had struggles, financial, seasons of just feeling like I was a mile, you know, a million miles away from the Lord. You know, and even questioning that moment 
as a young girl when I gave my heart to the Lord. But God is so sweet. And He has reassured me. He not only let, you know, the more I think about that moment, I see where I was. I see faces. I know where I was. I know, you know, the time. I know my age. I know the pastor. I know it was revival. But He also let me have all the feels back of that moment. That I knew that that night that I loved Jesus because of what he had done for me. And I knew it was the Holy Spirit that pulled that shy little girl out of that pew. Because I couldn't have walked down that aisle on my own in a million years. So he was so sweet and tenderly. He assured me of that moment. And so this is what the Lord has been whispering to me about that dream. Is that when your name is written... In heaven, when you have that moment, this is what the Lord told me that this, and I'm holding up my Bible if you can't see me, but this, it's mine. All of it. All of it. All the promises, all the direction, all the transformation, all the blessing, all the goodness, the grace, the mercy, the glory, it's all mine to claim This is how we get past the enemy because his one job is to kill, steal, and destroy. But this word, and Jesus said, Cheryl, I put my name in scriptures because this is mine. He said, Cheryl, the faith that you had to believe that I saved you, that I came into your heart, that, that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Believe this word. Every day when you wake up and you face battles and the enemy comes against you. You know, are are you depressed? Are you hopeless? Are you struggling? Are you hurting? Is your heart broken? Are you in need? Do you need comfort? This tells you what to do. This tells us. This, but you know, we have to, it's the child of God. Like in the, the parable of the prodigal son, there was a, a father and two sons and that father represents our father in heaven and the first son the prodigal son you know he believed the lies of the enemy that life somehow would be better away from the father so he he left but he came back to his senses and the father never stopped watching for him to come back and when he did for a child of God there's grace and there's restoration But the other son, he never even knew all of his life who he was. who What he meant to his father, he never knew. But just like that father in that parable said, that everything everything I have is yours. It always has been. And it always will be. So I encourage you. Get in this word if you need. If the enemy's coming against you like a flood, this tells you what to do. So I just, I agree with all of this word. I don't doubt in my heart. And I have just, the spirit of doubt and unbelief stayed way too long in my life. But the Lord has showed me that this is all that I need to be an overcomer. Is to have that moment with the Lord and believe, like Stephen said, his word's never going to fail. His word will never fail. He is faithful. He is faithful. So just I just want to encourage you. You know, we have power. 
We cast all our cares on the Lord. He cares for us. We have grace when we fail. But we have power to overcome the enemy. By this word. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So I love you guys. And I just want to say that, you know, I'm standing right now with my brothers and sisters in faith that the enemy has come against them. You know, in the storm. And, you know, in loved ones going to heaven that they don't have to mourn like the world mourns, but they can rejoice in their loved one receiving their reward. And we can claim sevenfold and know that God is going to restore everything the enemy has stolen this week from our hearts and our lives. So I love you guys. And pastor's coming back. <laughs> Thank you. That the precious, precious, precious revelation, the truth that God poured into Cheryl's heart, that God can change it in a moment of time. In fact, I love Cheryl last week. She had this shirt on that said, my moment. <laughs> I, I tell you what, each one of us need a moment, man. We need a moment with God where God can change us, can change it, can turn it around, can cause it to overcome. We need that moment. Cheryl, I want you to agree in prayer with me as we look out over these precious people today. And we're going to believe and agree with you for God to give you His moment even now. For God to give you a word, give you an encouragement to speak to your heart, to put a scripture on your heart, some way that you can fight back the lies yes. that the devil has tried to put in your life. Yes. And I believe the Lord is going to do it. First, though, we need to quickly... Anyone here today that needs to make things right with God? If you're here today and you need to come to the Lord, you need to make things right with God, I want you to take that little right hand. I want you to raise it up toward the sky. Wherever you are, whether you're exposed or not exposed, where anybody can see you or only God can see you, you raise that hand up to the Lord. Would you pray this prayer? Would you say, Father, forgive me? Cleanse me, Lord. I ask forgiveness. As for your love and your mercy. I just fall on the arms of God. I fall into the lap of Jesus. Asking for forgiveness and receiving by faith the forgiveness of the Lord. And the cleansing from all my sin. In Jesus' name. Now Cheryl, let's, let's agree for that moment. Yes, Lord. Those others that are here, maybe you too, that need that moment. You know that what you're fighting is more than you. (laughs) You know it's not right what you're thinking or what you're fighting or what you're feeling. You know these are not the feelings of God. You know that this is not the thought pattern of God. No, this is not the circumstance of God. We're going to agree in prayer with you right now that God will give you a moment to change it all. Would you do that? Let's just bow our heads before the Lord. And hope, and we're just going to ask God for that moment. Cheryl, would you lead us in prayer as we just ask God for that moment? Yes, Father, we just ask you, Lord God. Your word says that we can come to you 
and ask you and that you hear us, that you bend down and listen to us, Father God, that you are attentive to our cry. You're with us as our hearts are broken. So we just ask you, Father God, we ask you to give us that faith that it's you that works inside of us, Lord God, that we would just let our, as we see you working in our lives, that our faith would just increase, Father God, that we can take your word and we can believe your word and we can stand on your word. Lord, that we can know that your word is alive and at work and it's for us, Father God. And we know, Father God, that we have all authority and power over the enemy, Father God, because your word is faithful and you are true and your love is amazing and that you love us. And there's always grace and there's always forgiveness, Father God. But there's direction, Father God, and there's help, Lord God, and there's strength and there's power. So we thank you, Father God, that you would just enlighten the eyes of our hearts and our understanding to your heart to believe your word, Lord God, and to trust you with everything. Trust you with all of our heart and not lean on our own understanding. Lord God, and I just thank you, Father God, because we asked it. We know that you do it. And Lord, your word says that you will continue. We can be confident that you're going to continue the good work that you started in us. We thank you, Father God, that you never leave us. We thank you for your word. We cherish it. Lord, open our eyes to it that we can stand on it and know that this is our victory and this is how we overcome by faith in your love and in your word. Jesus.